You're listening to Wild and Holy Radio. Honest conversations, love notes, and strategies to grow a business while building a life grounded in deep integrity. I'm Megan Hale, integrity expert, bringing mindset and energetic wisdom to help you show up braver, go all in, and expand into your fullest expression. Let's do this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Wild and Holy Radio, the place to be for mindset and energetic wisdom to grow a business while building a life grounded in deep integrity. I am your host, Megan Hale, and I am so glad you're here. If you're just now joining us, we have been hitting money big time these past few episodes, and I still have so much to share on that topic, but I wanted to take a break this week to bring you a love note and also take you behind the scenes of a signature talk I'm working on. So for the past four years, I have been dying to go up to Kelowna, BC and work with Chantelle Adams in her Center Stage Live program. And every single year, (laughs) there has been an intuitive nudge to wait. Not yet, my intuition would say. And then this year came along and I was going back and forth, back and forth. Is this the year? Does it make sense now? I feel like I still have so much on my plate. I'm integrating so many lessons from last year, which was super challenging. But then a few magical things started happening that I just kind of pointed me to everything's falling in place for this. And so I said yes, and I took the leap. And in just a few weeks, I head up to Canada to get my demo reel filmed, have three amazing photo shoots done by a photographer I cannot wait to work with, deliver my signature talk on stage, and hang out with a group of inspiring, amazing women. I am so excited. So this week, in order to prepare for all of this amazingness, I have been deep in the speech writing process and it has been hard because we are being asked to drill down into our most potent message that we feel called to share with the world. And there are so many things that I want to talk about, but part of the process has really been getting into our story because it's our It's really like our life experiences that inform our purpose, our magic, our unique perspectives, our truth that we feel called to share, right? And I thought that this talk would be about what it means to be both wild and holy. And I still think that that's definitely a talk that I'm going to give. But for Center Stage Live... As it turns out, the thing that I feel most called to share is about how we alchemize our fear and faith into bravery. So without further ado, here's what I'm working on. I hope it's the love note that you need today. If you're going through a period of uncertainty, stuckness, or the messy middle of change, transition, growth, I know for me, these words I'm about to share are a lighthouse that I can come back to when I feel like I've lost my way. Now, I want you to imagine that you're sitting in an audience. You're in a comfy chair that reclines just like in the movies. There's a really good friend sitting to your right. And there's a spotlight that comes on that finds me as I walk out on stage and take my spot. I'm smiling, inviting you into this experience with me. We can all start to feel the energy in the room shift. It gets quiet, almost as if we're taking this collective breath together as I begin. And the first words out of my mouth are, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay, the voice said, 
as I was crumbled on the bathroom floor. The cold tiles beneath me pressed firmly against my cheek. That was hot and flushed from the tears that just seemed to keep coming. I'd run in here just a few moments before, putting my back against the wall, my face in my hands, and sliding down to the floor before curling up in the fetal position, buckling under my tears. I just found out my mom had read my diary. I was 15. And starting to get into things that a young adult does. I was exploring my sexuality and what it meant to be a woman. I was exploring new layers of love or what I thought was love in somewhat of the wrong places. She'd read my most intimate thoughts and private details of my current relationship at the time. The betrayal felt too great. The future too unknown. My freedom, well, I could feel that slipping away too. I thought for sure I'd be grounded forever and whatever personal time I was being given to be myself would be taken away. I'd be like a princess locked in a tower, trying to be protected from the outside world, trying to ensure I wouldn't grow up too fast, trying to keep me young and naive for just a little bit longer. But it was too late for that. I knew the next few months and even years would be hard. I'd be fighting for my independence. My parents would be fighting back. I'd be fighting to forge my own path. My parents would be fighting for me to follow theirs. In that moment on that bathroom floor, I thought for sure so much was over. I could almost feel the walls of my life starting to constrict. I'd be being watched more carefully, getting 9 million questions before I could do anything with my friends. And whatever piece of trust my parents had had in me and I had had in them had started to crack. And for a million reasons, perhaps, the ground felt like it was starting to shake underneath me. I was crying the type of tears that make your chest heave so your breath has to skip to catch up before more tears can flow. I had melted into a puddle, my knees buckling beneath me. My mind was racing. I don't know how I'm going to go on. I don't know how all of this is going to work out. And then that voice found me. You're going to be okay. It stunned me. So much so I stopped breathing in that moment, trying to be as quiet and still as possible. My eyes opened, seeing the white tile in front of me, stretching to the bathroom counter. Had I just heard that right, I asked myself. Maybe I was losing my mind too, but then it came again. Crystal clear. You're going to be okay. I sat up now, cross-legged, my mind trying to make sense of what was happening. Whose voice was this? It sounded so calm and reassuring as if it knew something I didn't. I'm going to be okay, I whispered into the void, taking this possibility in. Whoever's voice this was was someone I wanted to know. It didn't sound like the voice of God or what I'd been taught the voice of God was supposed to sound like. It simply sounded like a wiser, grounded, more knowing version of me. I wish I could tell you that voice was right, but things would get a lot worse. 
The more I tried to establish a life for myself, the more resistance and control my parents put out. It was this back and forth to keep me safe. But the real message I was getting was that maybe I couldn't trust myself to figure it all out. They knew better. They knew better for me. I thought back to that voice every now and then. It had been so clear, but maybe it was all something I made up in my mind. I certainly wasn't okay. In fact, I felt broken. Not enough, too much, and this impossible place to feel deeply loved. I must have started shutting down that day, bit by bit. Keeping people out, trying to protect myself, not knowing who I could trust, if I could even trust me. This would lead to lots of fun, in air quotes, relationship dynamics, where in my quest to keep myself safe, I would avoid conflict at all costs. I'd gotten into a pattern of running when things got too hard. I'd gotten into the pattern of shrinking myself down so they wouldn't. Don't create waves. Don't start a fight. Don't disappoint anyone. And slowly that bold part of me that had been fighting for her own way started to give way to what other people had wanted for her. I started to fall in line and pieces of me were chipping away because of it. I knew it, but I also didn't know how to stop it. Eight years later after this bathroom floor moment, I found myself in a group of friends where I finally felt I could be more me. I'd established some healing with my parents. I'd done some reflecting on things that had gone wrong with past friendships. I didn't yet know how to have hard conversations and manage conflict, but I was learning. And I was learning that real love could make space for both people to feel heard, seen, and understood. And that the bottom didn't have to fall out just because of a disagreement or misunderstanding. This group of friends was special, especially one of them in particular. We seemed to be cut from the same cloth, always dreaming of the future, always asking big questions, having this deeper quest for purpose and meaning and to find our gifts and use them. We would have some of the best conversations. I felt more loved and seen in this friendship than I ever had, which is why it broke me to pieces when she tragically died. I had never heard the audible sound of a heartbreak until that night. And understandably so, I found myself on another bathroom floor, surely feeling as though life would never be the same. And it really wouldn't. The urge to run was high. I just wanted to get away from the pain and the heartbreak and even to avoid the very real reality that she was gone and wasn't coming back. I didn't know how to navigate any of this. The depth of emotion I felt, this level of loss. But there was Europe. A commitment I'd made to her before she went to study abroad in India, which is the same place that took her life. We'd made a pact to both study abroad, to broaden our perspectives, understanding of the world. I couldn't wait to share this experience with her, but she was gone now. I thought deeply about not holding up my end of the bargain, but I also knew she would have wanted me to go. For her, for me, for us. So I packed my bags three months later and headed to Spain. 
I knew things wouldn't be the same when I returned. I also knew I wouldn't be either. But I never would have predicted that my grief would change me in the way it did. I traveled from country to country, seeing some of the most beautiful things I'd ever seen while walking through some of the deepest pain of my life. I didn't know how so much beauty and pain could coexist, but that was my life there. The more I surrendered to the tenderness of grief, the more it seemed to fortify me. I realized I'd been on this fear everything and run train for all of my life. And I was tired of running. And the thing I was starting to realize is that you can never outrun yourself. When I returned, the urge to move away and start over somewhere fresh was strong. I didn't want to drive by our house on my way to work. I didn't want to drive by the places we had memories. I didn't want to be reminded. And on the other hand, I did. I don't think that there was ever a single moment I decided to face everything. I think it happened in a million moments. Tiny opportunities where I could have gone somewhere else in my mind into the fear, the rage, the unfairness of it all. But there was also a deeper truth emerging that the pain existed because of how deeply I'd loved. And in this way, I welcomed it. I faced it. I felt it. And I realized that that's what facing fear is. It's a willingness to feel it and trust ourselves here. That it won't overwhelm us. It won't kill us. It shifts us. Over the years, I've come back to that phrase, you're going to be okay. And my God, aren't those just the most comforting words? They're the words so many of us need to hear when we're going through a period that's hard, heavy, and uncertain. I used to think you'll be okay meant that everything would be fine, wonderful, <laughs> easy even, that you come out the other side. But I've realized that voice all those years ago was definitely reassuring me I would make it, but also that I'd be okay in the hard times, that I could trust myself here, and that it wasn't trying to overcome the fear as much as it was pouring into my faith, that small little voice that we all have inside us that tells us we're going to be okay. I used to think that this journey of ours was about eradicating our fears, but I've learned we need our fear in order to cultivate faith. And similarly, we need our faith to move fear into action. Fear and faith are what lead to bravery. To choose to feel afraid and do it anyway, choosing to feel the hard things choosing to stay and rebuild after complete devastation, choosing to keep on pursuing our purpose and impact in the world, even though we have no idea how or when it's all going to work out. Fear presents a choice. We can fear everything and run, or we can feel everything and rise. And I know from my personal experience, the reason I kept on running was because I was so scared that parts of me weren't enough. Learning to feel those parts of me created space for me to integrate them. No longer did I feel so splintered. Instead, I started to feel more whole. 
Feeling our fears and trusting ourselves here gives us the courage to be more of who we are. To become wildly ourselves and more whole in the process, that it all belongs. It expands our capacity to hold both fear and faith at the same time. To be wildly ourselves and still be holy. To feel incredibly scared and ready at the same time. To realize life is full of moments of deep pain and sorrow and also exceptional beauty. But the thing that also happens when we integrate our fears is that we start to sit more deeply in our own integrity. What would it be like if we didn't let our fears stop us? Who would we be if we allowed ourselves to be braver? What does bravery look like in action for you? To be imperfect and enough, to be afraid and do it anyway, to do it your way and still be successful. Because I can promise you bravery is always the combination of the thing you fear most and the thing you also know is possible. It's fear and faith, both and. Bravery is the alchemy of both. So friends, this is still the rough draft. My goal is to get this down to 10 to 12 minutes. I think I'm a little bit over now. <laughs> and there's still some polishing to do to make sure I'm hitting everything home that I want to. But I wanted to take this opportunity to just get a few thoughts out there in the world to help me practice and organize my talk. So thank you for <laughs> witnessing that with me. And I have to tell you, this message comes at such a perfect time because this feels like a really uncertain season for us. You know, we're moving in a few weeks. We have our house on the market. We still don't have a buyer. We don't know how all that's going to work out. I have no idea where we're going to be living in Omaha, what schools my children are going to be attending, what my life is going to look like making space for all of these things in this transition, when we'll start to feel settled. I have no idea when I'll be able to put out new offerings because I don't know what life looks like. I don't know what my availability is, right? And so we're in this uprooting transition where it's going to be a few months before we can start to plan our roots somewhere new. And yet I also know that it's all going to be okay. <laughs> I'll be okay. We'll be okay. Because even though that message came through 20 years ago now on that bathroom floor, you're going to be okay. It still rings just as true today. And gratefully, I know that voice is a part of me that I can trust. She's wise, calm, grounded, completely reassuring, especially in those times that feel really unsettling. I'll always come out on the other side. I'll always come out more fortified. I'll always be okay and good things are on their way. And I believe the same is true for you. So I hope this love note found you and just some reassurance into your heart. If you loved this episode, I would love to hear from you by you leaving me a few stars, five would be preferred, <laughs> and also a review for me on iTunes. This is the best way to give me your feedback and it also helps other people find the show. I would be so appreciative if you've taken the time to do that. 
I am heading into the next wild and holy weekend tomorrow and then I come back and we fly straight to Omaha to go house hunting. There's so much stuff happening right now and there's so much wisdom to share, especially about this next retreat and trusting that inner voice and I cannot wait to share that with you. So in the meantime, thanks for hanging out with me today and here's the courage to show up for yourself. Whole heart, full self, all in. We got this.